There's a fascinating thing going on with robotics entering the workforce. One part of the population is terrified of them, rightfully so, as there are some legitimate concerns, but the other side gets to enjoy the way cooler aspect of it, at least in my opinion anyways, and that side is the wearables. Hello again, Blythe Brimley with DigitalDispatch.io here, and in today's episode, we're talking with Ilhan Kolko, who is the Chief Product Officer over at ProGlove. They've built a wearable device that can be best described as something Spider-Man or Iron Man might wear in fingerless gloves that help warehouse workers scan products at work while they're picking and packing. This saves them from wasting valuable time by picking up and putting down a barcode scanner all day. With picking up and putting down that barcode scanner, it only takes a few seconds, but in a world where folks want two-day shipping for everything, those valuable seconds add up throughout the course of a day, a week, month, or even year. So that is the specific problem that ProGlove is solving with their new wearable tech. It's a really fun conversation, so I hope y'all enjoy. next guest because we've got Ilhan Koko and that he is the chief product officer of over at ProGlove. And I kind of alluded to this earlier in the show, but let's go ahead and bring Ilhan in because they have some pretty rad technology when it comes to wearables that I have heard quoted as it feels like you're Iron Man or Superman. So, so, so welcome in Ilhan. Hi Blythe, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, now, as when I was listening to a show, it said that ProGlove started off four years ago, or not four years ago, but it started off years ago with four German engineers with some entrepreneurial spirit, yeah. and uh, the, the company ended up earning a lot of accolades and, and some initial seed money, and now it's just essentially just blown up all across the globe. So, so give us a good breakdown of of what that company. If, am I right on that company history, and then how you actually joined uh, and joined uh, ProGlove? Absolutely. Uh, we've been around for seven years now. Actually, in a few weeks, uh, we're going to celebrate our seventh uh, birthday. Uh, we create industrial variables uh, that connects the human worker with uh, industrial IoT. And uh, we are, our flagship product is uh, this, this Mark scanner. This is a barcode scanner, the lightest, fastest barcode scanner that is out there right now. And it goes onto the back of the, uh, the worker's hands and, and, and enables you to be able to do scanning hands-free. So this, there is this immediate ROI that we provide with our products that so you don't have to go ahead and pick up a handheld scanner. Um, you know, there's, you know, worker well-being uh, type of use cases are fulfilled there. These micro-efficiencies certainly add up in, in, in manufacturing and logistics. Uh, and this, our offering has been um, brought off of a, actually a competition run by Intel seven years ago uh, called Make It Variable. So our four co-founders uh, from Germany, from Munich, they traveled uh, to the Bay Area. Uh, they were one of the runner-ups of that competition. They received a check, and uh, that's what started our journey. And uh, a lot of our automotive companies in and around uh, the Munich area started using our product. Then we expanded our, our footprint to logistics, uh, you know, retail, e-commerce, warehouses in that sense. And about uh, three and a half, four years ago, we expanded our operations to North America. Our North America headquarters here is in Chicago, or that's where I'm at right now. And also, I should note very briefly that as a Chicago, and I'm a pizza snob as well, uh, just like <laughs> Jeff, and, uh, and uh, I, I disagree with pineapple as well. just wanted to note it there. Oh, geez. I'm, uh, I'm so, uh, numbered on this show. 
Yeah, well, definitely. I will still be over here standing for, for pineapple on pizza because it is absolutely my, I can't have pizza without it. So I don't know what that says about me, but I'm also, I, I don't want to re- really reveal this, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that, you know, obviously sh- Chicago has a, a very strong hot dog uh, representation, but I love ketchup on a hot dog. <laughs> so I don't know what that does as far as uh, th- how this conversation goes. You can hang up anytime you want. Let's agree to disagree on food topics though, for today. Just, uh. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just going to save my food topics for, for another time. Now, now, when I look at Pro Glove, it looks like something that just makes so much sense. It sits right on, I mean, it's a fingerless glove for the most part. The, the device sits right on top of your hand so you can still keep working. So it makes a ton of sense on, on how this would save workers time and money, um, but how, or efficiency also as well. So how were workers, especially in a warehouse environment what were they doing before the pro glove actually came into their lives and how how's pro glove i guess increased that i probably efficiency is is a good way to put it absolutely i mean the, the hands-free scanning model uh has been revolutionary and and we've defined a market with it uh within the auto id and capture market in that sense uh globally and and prior to us it was mostly these uh handheld scanners that you might see in supermarkets and other places too that looks like a like a handheld gun uh type of uh scanner so the workers would have them on their belts or in a like on the counter depending on um the the process they have to use it in so um and our, our biggest ROI for instance comes from uh the fact that you don't have to look for that uh that handheld scanner or just try to you know pick it up and, and scan something and put it back on. That saves immediately four to six seconds per um, units that per packages or parts, uh, depending on the environment that you're in. Um, that that we immediately provide that micro efficiency. And imagine you know, in an, like a automotive uh, industry where you know a worker has to process two thousand parts. Um, so multiply that three four seconds uh, with with that. In a logistics environment of any kind, warehouses, fulfillment centers, distribution centers, um, we, you know, sometimes the workers have to process three, four thousand uh, boxes or, or packages in that sense. So, are they be having the hands free definitely enables the workers in a, in a way different way. And we we were able to carve a pretty important niche for ourselves within uh, the logistics industry. We're seeing a lot of postal parcel customers uh, sorry use us. Um, sometimes they, they end up scanning like six, seven, six to 7,000 times uh, per shift uh, with the scanner. So um, we provide immediate value uh, to the, the process itself, to the business itself, but also the workers love us. As you mentioned, we're getting a lot of analogies with Iron Man. Some, some workers uh, say we look like, they look like Spider-Man when they actually go ahead and scan. Uh, in that sense, so we, we are, our product is loved by the, the boots underground workers uh, on the shop floors. Which I think is really interesting because I've heard of other robotics companies and, and part of their onboarding experience when they bring robotics into a warehouse is that they have to have this psychological part of their training and part of the onboarding to to have the workers see the robots as, as not somebody that's going to take their job in the future. So it has to be more collaborative. But you guys don't have that problem because it feels like that a lot of the workers are fully embracing it because it's a complement to their job instead of, a, a, I guess, a, a threatening way that it, their job is going to be taken from them. Is that, an I, I guess, an accurate representation of, of, of how you guys are approaching onboarding with this tech? Absolutely. I mean, human workforce is at the center of what we do. That's part of our vision statement. And that's sense, and it'll continue to, uh, to, to be that way. And when it comes to human machine collaboration, like, again, we don't see it as a competition. 
um, as much as automation has been eliminating certain uh, like human workforce oriented jobs, um, there's also been an increase in, 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 the, in the demand of these kind of human workforce uh, in, in the industrial context. So we see that as a collaboration more than a competition. And as we have started writing more and more software, because as we've grown globally into various like verticals and use cases, um, we we there, it was inevitable for us to get into the software uh, business uh, itself too. Uh, we are definitely writing more um, you know, software and building solutions and products that helps the worker connect to the ecosystem uh, around them. That includes machines, that includes tools that they use, uh, that includes that that includes the, uh, the the computers, the mobile devices, other variables they have to wear uh, during the uh, during their shift. So um, I think it's all now becoming like a one integrated ecosystem and, and our product being a variable that could also collect data, that could also provide bi-directional feedback to the workers based on any system that runs in the back end on that, on that warehouse, on that shop floor. Now um, that enabled us to, to help the workers in the sense of like becoming more integrated, becoming like always on, always connected kind of a concept becoming a reality. I love that because then the workers feel like this is a compliment to their job, as as you say, but then you're also giving them additional feedback on how they can improve their own efficiency, which I think for the majority of workers, you always want to find out little ways that you can get better. So, so I love that that you guys have that approach. And and there was another thing that you said in in a recent interview um, that you and the company employees actually use your own product within your own manufacturing and warehouse. What kind of things have you discovered? in your own usage that has then helped you further refine the product. Yeah, and, and we have a we have our production in Mini uh, in our in our headquarters. And then we also have uh, obviously logistics and service room over there. And we also have a, a Chicago uh, service and, and logistics room here in our headquarters in the US as well too. So I think the, the biggest thing that that we um, were able to benefit from that is that we can do time and emotion studies with the data that we collect from our own wearables. Uh, the fact that it's always on the worker, we can say, okay, this is the amount of time they spend on scanning. This is the amount of time our workers end up moving between scans. And this is what we're seeing in a, in a, in a picking area. This is what we're seeing in a packaging area. This is what we're seeing in a manufacturing area. So we were able to tell, kind of get a whole virtual snapshot of what is going on at, on, on our own shop floors. And, uh, and in the mini, the mini location being uh, the, uh, the headquarters, Obviously, a lot of the new things that we do happen there first, and then we ended up like mimicking some of these processes over here in Chicago. So that definitely helps us like uh, set up benchmarks for how we should be running some of our human worker oriented processes uh, within our, our own shops. So that uh, is something that has been very valuable to us. And, and we, we were able to you know beta test uh, some of our new features with our own people uh, in the sense and 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 I think it, it it applies to this this concept again to, to having an integrated offering that goes along with hardware and software. Now, now obviously you, you have the hardware and and you're you're advancing on the software side of things. Do you see adding any more wearable tech to your product offering, or are you just you know sort of uh, I guess hyper focused on this big issue of, of increasing efficiency using ProGlove, or are there future products that you plan to add in into your your product mix? Both, both. I think um, definitely uh, when it comes to our, our you know, barcode scanners, we're always working on for what, what should be on these on within the next generation. How can we collect more data points? How can we make sure these are 
always um, ready to go, like plug and play it in the shop floor. So by all means, uh, we're definitely trying to improve our products at any given time. Same thing on the software side, like we would like to make sure that this whole digital twin concept becomes an even more uh, applicable reality uh, on the shop floor so that we can virtualize the surroundings of the human worker and simulate things at any given time. So um, that's something that's that we find really you know interesting. So in our in our workshop in, in Munich, uh, we have a lot of different prototypes that include several new wearables, several new versions of our scanners. Um, that also includes uh, the the consumables that we that enables our products in that sense too. So this is what we call an index trigger, for instance. We're always uh, spending uh, applying design thinking and iterative uh, de- uh, product development into building new solutions. And 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 one of the things that I like to um, to highlight for sure is that especially post COVID, uh, we have been like we're, we're seeing that a lot of more businesses are trying to build more future proof, more resilient models. Uh, and a lot of the digital transformation projects are actually coming down the shelf. And we kind of find ourselves in the middle of a lot of implementation. So this, this increased the demand for us to actually come up with newer ways to collect data, digest data, and, and, and build products that would help our clients make sense out of it all. So uh, in all these areas that, that you mentioned, uh, we are very like on full cylinders, uh, you know, continuing our R&D. I love that you mentioned uh, it with building a digital twin because I, I didn't even learn that phrase digital twin until a, a couple of weeks ago. We did a story on the metaverse and how the metaverse can actually help companies build their digital twins. So, so kudos to you guys for, for being ahead of the curve. Um, now, final question as we end off of or we're approaching the end of, of 2021, what are some things that you're hoping to achieve with ProGlove in 2022? Oh. We've been on a growth pattern um, as a like we we were uh, we were able to raise Series B uh, almost uh, two years ago, a little more than two years ago, and then we've been uh, very successfully growing uh, commercially. We've been growing our product uh, portfolio. We've been growing our our people, and 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 that we would like to make sure that we continue with that growth pattern and and reach out to more and more customers. And 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 increase increase the number of use cases that our products are applicable for. So um, we're now um, in, in several different countries, like in North America, South America, APAC. Obviously, we have a huge presence around in EMEA as well. We're getting um, more and more certified uh, certified in more and more countries in, 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 every month. So that growth pattern uh, will continue for sure. So commercially speaking, our our internal strategy is mostly around growth, as you would imagine. But more importantly, I think our number one priority is still the human workforce. Like, how can we make everything better for them? How can we make sure we help our our logistics customers uh, with the labor shortages that they're dealing with? How can we help them build more or around integrated solutions um, so that like the worker safety, worker well-being becomes the number one priority for them? And how can we make sure that we help workers upskill themselves? How can we make sure that uh, we can help our customers have our, their employees have career progression in these in these jobs? Uh, so I think human workforce uh, and, and being out there with them and being um, on the shop floors, uh, trying to productize all this need um, is something that we are very focused on and will continue to do so. 
I love that because as, especially I know I've said that a, a bunch during this interview, but I just think that the, the way that you guys are are approaching this by helping workers, especially workers that are are more or less the frontline workers of this country and really across the globe, you're making them feel like a superhero and you're making you're giving them technology that actually enhances their job instead of taking away from their responsibility. So so kudos to you guys. Can't wait to watch you you, you grow in the future. Even though we don't agree on food opinions, it's okay. This is a, a fluid show. We are allowed to change our opinions. Even if we try it, which I should, I would, I would advise to try it with the pineapple on the pizza. Uh, but where can folks follow your work, Pro Glove, all that good stuff? Definitely, uh, our website, proglove.com, includes all the information about our portfolio, product portfolio. We're also very active on LinkedIn as well. Please uh, have, have um, you know, whoever wants to follow us, you can uh, find our, our company and LinkedIn and see all the new things that we're doing, all the uh, industry events that we're joining and such. We also do a lot of digital events ourselves. Uh, and we are also hosting, starting to host again some, uh, you know, in-person events here in Chicago, also in our mini office as well. So if everyone gets tuned into our LinkedIn profile and check out our website, proglove.com, uh, they'll be able to find that information. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ilhan. It was great speaking to you and learning more about ProGlove. Appreciate your time. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. If you like what you heard, consider sharing it with a friend. Podcast discoverability is a bit of a challenge for creators like myself, so word of mouth goes a long way. You can check out past episodes of the show by hitting up the Learn page on digitaldispatch.io. I also have some free courses on the site that cover content marketing, distribution, and even how to audit your own website. That's going to come in handy as everyone starts to prepare for those 2022 budgets. While you're there, you can also check out our socials, the DIY shop, or custom services. Until next time, I'm Blythe Brumleaf, and I will see you real soon.